Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show welcome back to driven radio your weekly automotive <laughs> escape from the from the, the shit show that is 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i felt that one all the way down <laughs> that was you, shocking you awake now bubba i think so <laughs> i am brad hatfield and you're not i'm here with our intrepid engineer mr catfish grows and the beloved mr Corey pratt of craving cars on youtube why hello we are coming to you from balmy driven radio studios Ah, and in lovely sunny pleasant mild overland park kansas it's been so pretty it really has been Uh, uh, no complaints great motorcycle weather great top down windows down Go drive, drive around. around. <laughs> Got a Jeep, take the doors off, you yeah. know, all the good stuff in life. Absolutely. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of, or better yet, somebody you would like us to interview, please tell us. And while you're at it, send us your pictures and the stories about your cars. Let us see your projects, cruisers, show cars, racers, whatever you got in your garage, whatever your favorite toy is. Send us a picture and a story. Tell us what's going on with it. Send all your good stuff to brett at readthedriven.com. That is B-R-E-T-T at read thedriven.com we'll post it on the website and maybe we'll have you on the show so gentlemen's yep uh what have you been doing with cars or bikes or automotively this week um editing still. editing are you still yes you i know, got you lots of show me rally stuff to go through but did you see the one i just put up a few days ago yes i did that was very very nice mr ped watt looked very good in there and uh you look like you know what you're doing sometimes Sometimes I got lucky. Just, just so you know that that none of that was really uh, pre-planned, and the interview he didn't know what was happening until no. I was but there. I really liked yeah. the last twenty seconds of that, where you <laughs> caught him saying, uh, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> so the fact that I get these questions, then those answers came out with him like like that. Man, they were yeah. he was on it, and he knew he knew what he was talking about. I mean, of course, Ped Watt knows his stuff, so it was really interesting just seeing. It wasn't like here's the questions. Now you go ahead and fill in the answers, and then we'll start recording. No, I just. And, and he right he really does know what he's doing, and for as much crap as I give him, and believe me, I give him maximum crap. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> he all. he is a Good hell of a sharp guy. Yep. Yeah, he really is a, a sharp guy. He's fun to be around just it, to watch him yes. work. Yes, and now now I've seen around you know snapshots here and all that stuff at, at shows, and he's just kind of filling in the the day. But to actually be in an official kind of shoot with him, having his lights out and just watching him work. Oh yeah, and I just sat back and was like. Record. And you also wonder, first of all, where did you buy all this crap? Secondly, <laughs> how did you learn to use all this crap? And he's got uh, amazing equipment, and he starts dragging it out, and you're looking at it going, what the hell is that thing? He's got all yeah. the good toys. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> and it was cool just watching because so when he, as soon as he takes a picture, he has it, it. It's linked to his computer. Yep. And so then you can see the pictures stack, and you can see what they're kind of going to be before the full actual edit, but you get where they're coming. You're like, you can't see what what the picture was. You couldn't see that with your naked eye. So the oh, fact yeah, that yeah. what he was able to create and what he's able to visually see. The effects he can do. Yeah. Like Olin Mills. Before, to, before yeah. it's actually there. Yeah, so <laughs> the reflections and all the lighting. And what I Mark said. so telling him you said <laughs> Turn that. Turn your head, put the finger under your chin, and <laughs> give me that little smile. 
I think that one's perfect. <laughs> I think right we, there. I think we should strongly suggest to him that he gets a bunch of those Olin Mills backgrounds. Oh my god, yes, please. Stuff from the JC Penney Photo Center. <laughs> Nothing says class like a pop collar. That's where I learned it. Right there. How about you, Mister Mark? What have you been doing, car wise? Uh, I've, I've been giving up. I uh, I went All into right. Columbia, Missouri. It, you'll and, love this. He got uh, kicked in the teeth. Oh, that's right. You went to oh, okay. Dude. You went to Columbia then. Okay. Oh cool. yeah. We talked about uh, this. Okay. My best buddy uh, Phil lives there. Love Phil. Love going to visit. So hey, you Phil. know that was a win. All right. And cool. uh, on the way there, stopped by and talked to two old boys in Carrollton, Missouri. The one fellow was trying to sell a, a 68, uh, and is trying to sell a 68 Chrysler New Yorker. Got a big old 440 in it. Uh, All right. You know, it's sweet enough ride, but mm-hmm. it had been sitting there a long time ah. and uh, was beyond my help. And ah. then I uh, ended up talking to them for a very, very long time, Our, much longer than I anticipated because uh, Darren's the guy selling it. Daryl's his brother. Daryl's a uh, Mopar freak. And uh, yeah, and just. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the coolest guys. What fun talking to them. They they, yeah. they were definitely talkers, and I'm a talker, and then it just Nuh-uh. wound up like a bad clock. Yeah. And um, uh, we talked about all the, the challengers he has parked in his backyard, and there was various Mopar trucks and Dodge trucks and stuff sitting around. Oh, let's go look at the uh, dragster that he has the uh, uh, in his – well, dragster, a uh, drag car uh, that he has in his garage. And then there's the SRT8 that he's rebuilding. And so I didn't get to Columbia until like an hour and a half to two hours later than I expected. Oh. Uh, and went out to the place where the guy said he had, I was going to, I was going to look at a 63 T-Bird. No, I did look oh, at a 63 right. T-Bird. T-Bird. Okay. Oh yeah. And we get out there and of course he's not there. Like uh, he said he would be. And so <laughs> I'm look, looking in the window, do a couple of phone calls, decide, Hey, I take my buddy out. Let's go have some lunch, man. We went and had lunch at Booch's in downtown uh, Columbia, Missouri, which is been there it's older than methuselah butches and, and still serves good burgers on wax paper so we don't need no stinking butches so we went to his house chatted <laughs> and then you stuff went back well no i made one more phone call fourth phone call because uh, he hadn't called back and i get right. through oh and like hey Congrats. yeah i'm here uh out of kansas city like i said is gonna t- oh yeah i sold it this morning god oh, oh you Jesus. mother of oh. pearls yeah and you know he was a nice guy well you and, spent too much time hanging out with darren and his brother daryl and, 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 yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and it just kind of sucked and took all the wind out of my sails on that one because i you know i've been trying hard to get to places to see the stuff that's in my price range and uh i don't often have that uh, ability to go do that, but I'm like, as God is my witness, doing this one, bam, and too late. So, how about you, Brett? Uh, well, last night on our another show over on Road Muscle Radio, I mentioned that I had uh, a couple of small uh, scale models. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Of my Impala. Now it turns out that Hot Wheels makes one in a one sixty fourth version. It's a solid red and it's got cool wheels and uh, very detailed. And it's mm-hmm. a little more expensive than your average Hot Wheel, but no big deal. So like a dollar ninety eight. No, it was nine bucks. <laughs> nine it bucks. It was nine dollars. Wow. <laughs> it was nine hold. I got in under ten bucks. That's not a little bit over the cost of a normal Hot Wheels. Well, yeah, That's but a it's a lot of bit over. But the it's cost. really cool looking. Anyway. Yeah. I got that thing. I got that thing uh, from eBay last week, and I was sitting at my desk looking at it. And of course, I may have been having an adult beverage or three, (laughs) and uh, and thought, you know, I got a sharpie. And I drew the black stripe down the side of that sucker. It looks just like my car. That's awesome. And I turned around, and I got a 118th scale of that sucker sitting up on a shelf. I was like, 
Well, it's going to take a little bit more Sharpie, but I'll fix that right up. And that's <laughs> oh exactly what I, that, that was my big exciting <laughs> and Friday And there's these night. little bitty bottles of Armor Roll. Yeah. <laughs> I got Q-tips. You shut up. Uh, tiny but little the microfiber other, cloths. You know? The other thing, um, you know, I've told you guys a lot of times, uh, my favorite thing in the world is doing these shows. I love uh, doing the show. And I got home last night. I was in a really, really good mood and uh, came home. Talk to my daughter for a little bit. She has to self-quarantine for two weeks before she can go back to college. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And she is going stir-crazy, man. She's really tired of being stuck in the house. Yeah. And one of the great things about riding motorcycles is you can social distance. You don't have to be around anybody. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can just go for a ride. So as the sun was going down last night, we threw on jackets and helmets, got on the bike, and we went and rode for two hours. In the so cool era oh. and rode all over everywhere. Sunset last night was really pretty, too. So. It was gorgeous. And we just went out and rode that Glide all over everywhere. And it was beautiful. Nice. It was so beautiful, especially after the weeks and weeks of really scorching hot weather we've had to get on the bike and need a light jacket. Yeah. It was really cool. So we went and rode all over everywhere. And that was just a blast. And awesome. uh, I really had a good time, man. Hey, Jaden. That, that actually sounds uh, more fun than what I had, which and, was tacos and margaritas. And that was pretty fun. <laughs> this week, we have news about new for, two, two new different versions oh, yeah. of the Ford GT rebates on unsold Corvettes. How your C8 is trying to kill you. <laughs> the next generation Mustang, a hybrid Mercedes sedan laying down over 800 horsepower. Good God. From the factory. And uh, Dodge is taking aim at the Raptor. You know, Jeep and Dodge have really been, or Jeep and uh, Ford have yeah. really been throwing, uh, well, crap balls at each other lately yep. uh, with the Bronco taking aim at the Jeep and then uh, them saying there's a possible Bronco pickup coming after the Gladiator and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. Well, uh, Dodge is throwing down the gauntlet in the pickup world. It's the Raptor. When, 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 <laughs> when, uh, when is GM going to stand up? No, I'm kidding. Let's, let's uh, not worry about that. Right I, now. I think GM's got bigger issues right now. Our special guest this week is John Craman, Director of Company Relations and Lead TV Commentator and Analyst for Mecham Auctions on NBC Sports Network. Uh, he will be here to discuss the upcoming Mecham Kissimmee auction, uh, the Mecham Gallery. Oh, you got to see the stuff in the Mecham Gallery. I want to. And all the other cool stuff that Mecham has coming up down the road. We have lots of uh, news to cover this week, so let's get to it. Well, we start off today with muscle cars and trucks. So the 2021 Ford GT is going to have a Heritage Edition uh, celebrating Ken Miles. The new 2021 Ford GT Heritage Edition will debut um, at the 2020 Peterson Car Week. It celebrates Ford's incredible one, two, three, four, five, five wins of the 66, um, well, 24 hours of Daytona. And the overall victory by Ken Miles and Lloyd Ruby. Nice. So they, That's a they good had, one to commemorate. They had a bit of a lead. Yes, just a tiny bit. <laughs> so uh, Miles and Ruby led nearly, well, every lap during the race. So uh, like you said, over 30 miles. So like the 1966 GT40 Mark II, Driven by Miles and Ruby, this edition is going to have the same kind of paint scheme. So it's pretty cool. Uh, we'll have links and stuff like that on uh, on the site so you can kind of take a look at those. Um, basically, you're going to have 20-inch forged aluminum wheels. It's going to have red Brembo monoblock brakes. 
Um, some cool black uh, Alcantara suede wrapped instrumental panel headliners and steering wheel rim anodized red panel shifters. I mean, all the cool stuff that's stuff just going to make it look stuff. nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's already a Ford. It's already going to look nice. Fine it's Corinthian Ford GT, leather, for Christ's sake. But the they even have an upgrade package to that. Yes. So there's an upgrade package which can give you the not only the 20 inch wheels but the carbon fiber wheels. So they're um, probably not expensive at all. Chrome gas cap. Yeah. You, know, you are Chrome enjoying yourself you way too much. <laughs> You must have had I'm a just good here giggling, man. You know, listen to all, all this stuff about uh, all the extras. And I know it's cool. I know it's cool, but I, I'm such uh, – yeah, I'm the village idiot. Oh, and, and, and just, then you can get the 98 uh, on the side of the car, too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought so, too. Well, no, that's that. those are ghosted on the side of the car with that heritage upgrade package. Yes, yes, You've got course. the upgrade to the upgrade to the upgrade. Yep. So you can upgrade it and then upgrade it uh, with your upgrade. That's upgrade. Did you get that, Mark? With two Ds for There you go. Double the pimping. But the pricing <laughs> for this, you want to know what it is? You want to know what the pricing is, Mark? Yeah, so do uh, I. So would I, but Ford has an addition. Yeah, oh, yeah, dog, yeah. I got so, it. Yeah, no, no not, not been announced yet. No one's telling us. No. Well, kind of in, a, in the same vein, uh, according to musclecarsandtrucks.com, the 2021 Ford GT Studio Collection highlights design. Wait a minute. Ford out. GT's got like a special edition car? I wouldn't lie about something like that. Uh, it's a 2021 Ford GT Studio Collection. Now, okay, I kid. It actually is cool. I looked it up on the web, so I would at least have a half ass knowing yeah. what I'm talking about. And this is uh, this is <laughs> actually good. it looks really cool. And okay. one of the things about this all new graphics package with customizable colors that are highlighting uh, key design elements. So you've got you you can put numbers on the side, etc. It could be your favorite cue ball. It could be uh, for whatever. You've got to, the chance to kind of really make it your own. Body and graphics can be customized with seven standard colors or any color that, honestly, that you want. Oh, Just okay. 40 cars. Now, it's very limited. 40 cars are slated to receive the studio collection package. Uh, the GT is already quite rare. There's only 1,350 units allocated from December 2016 to 2022. So that's not a year. That's six years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, pretty impressive. So deliveries of the 2021 Ford GT begin in early 2021. Makes sense. With production ending in 2022. So basically, well, it's Ford yeah. versus Community America Credit Union. Because yeah. they don't, they yeah, don't no have kidding. a price on this, but and it's going to be hot. Well, here's the thing that I wanted to bring up with yeah. this. Chevy is in the process of developing uh, the Z06 eighth uh, gen Corvette. Yeah, Pretty it, excited there about were that. there were great clips online this week of that thing being tested, and the sound of the engine and the sound of the engine is amazing. Mm. Oh, I saw that stunningly yeah. good. But if that thing comes out and it's six hundred or so horsepower, which is what they've been talking about, right? And that Ford GT is six hundred fifty horsepower. And we're starting to see overlapping similarities in performance. Mm -hmm. And the Corvette is going to be a quarter what the GT costs. Yeah. 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 I, I would still say that it, would, it wouldn't perform on a racetrack as well as the Ford GT. Probably. I don't know. We don't know yet. Because, know you know, it's a racetrack turned into a road car as opposed to a road car turned into a racetrack. Well, track, and they're also, race car. they're also talking about a Z06 in a year or two down the road after the – or a ZR1, ZR1 in a year yeah. or two down the road after the ZR6, Oof. which will have performance, from what they're saying, that would exceed the Ford GT. Oh, good Lord. Well, even with this Z06 one that's talking about, I mean – So, again, yeah. you can you can pay for that exclusivity. And you it will be exclusive. Yeah, you do no. not see these things out rolling around all the time. No. Well, and a quarter of the price isn't necessarily what I'm referring I'm not saying it's going to be quarter of the performance. It, it'll be more than quarter of the performance, I'm sure. Well, it'll probably be 99% of the performance yeah. or more. 
Yeah, and maybe more comfortable to even drive. Yeah, you can actually use it for a daily rather than, hey, I've driven one of these, and granted, uh, my butt doesn't fit in every seat, but that thing was was rough. It yeah. was rough. It, yeah. it, what you would call it from a performance standpoint is taut. But sure, <laughs> uh, that's that ain't something that I'd want to commute in. And you don't have any place to put anything. No, there's no don't. trunks. There's no nothing. No, you don't. Your pastor holds your bag. Uh, you know the Corvette's got a trunk, but that trunk has issues. <laughs> and we're going to talk about oh, that. No, no. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, if you want a brand new front engine Corvette, there are still some C7s languishing on dealer lots. And if that looks better to you than the very hard to find and very hard to acquire 2020 mid engine version, Chevy has a deal for you, buddy. Uh, there's a $3,250 cashback rebate through August 31st, 2020. That offer is good through the September 30th for first responders and healthcare workers on the front lines of the virus battle. The rebates apply to all versions of the 2019 Corvette. There aren't a lot of 2019s left, but there are still examples of all of the versions of it. The, Z, the Stingrays, the Z51s, Grand Sports Z06s, and ZR1s all still on dealer lots. Mm. The current rebate isn't nearly as generous as Chevrolet offered back during the winter when it was $12,000 last December and nearly $9,000 in February of this year. Uh, Of course, that also depends on just how desperate the dealer is to part with his seventh-generation Corvette. I'm betting there's a lot of dealers out there that would love to see those things find new homes and will probably be willing to show you a ton more than 3200 bucks. Are they, you know, is it like $9,000 worth of uh of a hand sanitizer they've had to use on them? To, <laughs> but they've taken it down to 3000 cuz damn, that's a that's a pretty fall, pretty big fall. It might be uh, $3200 against the new set of tires you have to buy to get the flat spots. <laughs> Out of the ones that came originally. But, uh, this- <laughs> you ever driven a car with a flat spot in the tires? Yes. It sucks. Who are you talking to? I got Tell cars that it. sit in warehouses. <laughs> yes, I have. You get the Flintstone wheel thing going down oh, the highway. Oh, yeah. Jiggity, 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 go. Just because they look round doesn't mean they are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't drink coffee while you're driving that car. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big no-no. Anyway, that comes to us from Corvette Blogger. From uh, roadandtrack.com, GM issues, speaking to GM, a recall uh-huh. for the C8 Corvette uh-huh. front trunk opening issue. Now, we talked last week about an yeah. issue they had with uh, trunks. Well, this is a slightly different issue. Well, last week they couldn't get them open, and now they can't keep them closed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so sad. Uh, apparently, C8 Corvette owners experience their front hoods flipping up while driving. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's kind of an issue. So Chevy uh, issued a recall. The fix doesn't address any mechanical issue, but updates the car software to limit the vehicle's speed to 26 miles per hour when it senses the hood isn't properly secured. You know, there's parts of Alabama they can't spell software. They're just going to give you a roll of duct tape. <laughs> and say, get her done. <laughs> oh, Chevy boy. says the issue applies to certain 2020 model year Corvettes. And if you, if you have, if, it should say certain, you know, they're in the... Um, Mm. No? Uh, no, the badge on the door. No, no, no. no. I thought that was a. Oh, that's is it not a package. Door by the VIN? That's the certain package. Is it, yeah, is it in the VIN? Yeah. That's the C E R. Uh, yeah. okay. It's option package C E R. Certain Corvettes. <laughs> also, the trunk release buttons on the key fob and in the cabin will be updated to require a longer press to activate. 
So uh, you spend oh, that's it great down with that you, thing. That's great when you got stuff falling out of your hands and you're trying to get into the car. And, <laughs> I know, right? What yeah. do you mean I got to press this button for 12 and a half <laughs> damn seconds? Hey, are I'll, you trying to rob me? Hold on. I'm going to get in my car and get away. Hang on. Just a second. Hold on. Just a second. I'm calling for help. <laughs> now, the thing that we talked about last week was relating to the front trunk. Came out, uh, it was a week ago. Fixes an issue where the emergency release button inside the storage area may not activate if the car has been turned off for longer than 10 minutes. Yes. So, still, you know, still so the they can't get out when it stops, ever. but as soon as they drive away, they can get out. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't heard about this or haven't done it, check with your dealer. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure, sure there's exciting stuff that you can get for that. Well, once again, from Road and Track, uh, the next Mustang is reported to come out here uh, shortly in 2022. So that's uh, basically just around the corner. It doesn't Within seem like it's eight. been like that Within. long since they updated it last time. When did the other one? When did it start? Was it? I thought it was, was it 14 or 15? I don't know. I lost track. Okay. Was that the one with the short season where they're only <laughs> making so many so, for a little short amount of time and then they're going to make the next one with the well, big amount of time, but well, that's not the it, short amount of time? Will it look different than yep, the yep. new one or the old one or the left one? Absolutely. If you'll quit harassing you him, he's going to get to it. <laughs> you got it. Well, the next one's reported to go on for eight years. So wow. I think that's wow. a bit longer than, than the previous generation. As long as it takes right to pay it off. So they're going to redesign it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So the uh, S650 uh, launches uh, in 2022 as a 2023 model. Seventh generation Mustang will have an eight-year cycle. It's like what we were just talking about. Um, looking like probably a, a mid-cycle refresh in 2025s as a 2026 model. Uh, rumors have suggested that the uh, next Mustang will be uh, built on the same platform that underpins the rear-wheel drive-based uh, Ford Explorer, Lincoln uh, Aviator, but... Uh, you know, that remains unconfirmed. So that seems really odd. It does. Yeah, I, I, Which goes to show you know what that you know what that tells you right there? SUVs aren't really SUVs, they're just uh really tall cars. <laughs> That's not wrong. Because they're technically built on a car chassis, not a, not like a actual rugged chassis like wanna, an SUV or a truck would be. I want to get mad at you for that, but I don't think you're wrong. I don't yeah, yeah. That's, I don't think so either. So official huh. details uh hard to come by, but uh through Ford is expecting to sell ninety seven thousand Mustangs per year with twenty thousand of those being convertibles. Speaking of something that has a more personal connection, how, yeah. however unfortunate that may be. From the V twelve powered Mercedes AMG S sixty five is going away this year. But don't think that big power is off the table for the flagship Mercedes-Benz. According to Car Magazine, uh, the next-generation range-topping S63e will make over 800 horsepower, a whopping improvement over the current S65. 800. Over 800. Car Magazine says Mm. the new S63e can do 0 to 60 in under 3.5 seconds. (laughs) The current... The current 601 horse S63 gets from 0 to 60 in 3 flat. So it wouldn't be all that surprising to see the extra 200 horsepower push the new S63e into the under 3-second range. Now, the E on the E63 means hybrid, electric. And based on Mercedes' other hybrids, it'll likely be a plug-in. That means you'll have an 800-horsepower ultra-luxury sedan capable of electric-only operation and cross-country runs without charging stops. I'm sad to see the V12 go, kind of, but this sounds like a phenomenal package as a replacement. Not terrible. Oh, my good Lord. Are, are we talking all-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive? Me? Do you know? I'm just going by what they had in the article. This okay. is about all the information they had. They are saying 800-plus horsepower hybrid. From Automotive News, uh, Ram is unleashing a 702-horsepower 1500 TRX. Crap, man. i got to go trade in my F-150 now. 
Yeah. Sorry, pal. Sorry, pal. Now, uh, uh, Ramba has put the truck world on notice in 2016 when it unwrapped a uh, TRX pickup concept. Uh, that only had 575 horsepower on it. Oh, and, uh, for shame. Yeah, yeah terrible, know. terrible. You know that pickup truck I have uh, parked out in your driveway has 195 horsepower. I actually looked it up because I'm like, well, that six cylinders, it's a big six. Oh, yeah, 195 sure horsepower. Yeah. I really don't feel so bad about my Harley truck now. It drags home like a burrito and a two by four. <laughs> it is not the most powerful truck I could have chosen. Probably not. Well, they're raising that bar, of course, to 702 horsepower. The updated engine leapfrogs <laughs> that 450 horsepower Ford F-150 Raptor. Jesus uh, I don't know Christ. if leapfrogs a strong enough word on that. It's the Raptor. <laughs> Seven. We're talking. Horsepower. We're talking zero to sixty, four point five seconds to a hundred and ten and a half seconds. Good. God, think how fast you could haul that two before and burrito home. Oh, oh man. my God! With yeah. six hundred fifty foot pounds of torque, I, I think could get home be before right. I left. Unbelievable! <laughs> Do they come? Does it come with a free truck bed full of tires? Rams North America head Mike Colville Jr. described this pickup as a as an apex predator that destroys Raptors. Yeah. Oh wow, uh-huh. that's a lot. Destroys. That's I don't know. a lot. Yeah, whatever. God we'll we'll see when Definitely. they make it. I guess. Well, the idea of this truck came from former Ram. Uh, brand chief Mike Manley, uh, who challenged the designers to build a truck that could drive and sustained at sustained speeds of more than a hundred miles per hour off road. Of course, his name's Mike Manley. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm Mike Manley. So this is basically the same supercharged 6.2 liter Hemi V8 that is in the Hellcat line. Okay, that's kind of cool. But they detuned it, five horsepower. So there you go. It's not near as powerful as a Hellcat. Destroy Raptors. <laughs> now, do you think that last, uh, did they take five horsepower out because something needed to fit under the hood? Or I'm guessing it's something like a catalytic converter or something. Yeah. You remember we talked a couple weeks ago about um, the Durango, and I forget if it was yeah, on yeah, here yeah. or on the because other Because they were going to make that for, what, six week, months because of the new yeah, emissions? They, they, but they said that... Uh, it wasn't going to meet evaporative emissions or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that this it might be something like that. But still, 702. Are you really going to miss the five yeah, horsepower? five horsepower? I can right, feel it. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I will early. say this is a couple things I do like about this uh, fast truck because a lot of fast trucks in the past, like remember the SRT10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fast truck, but it wasn't really a truck. Well, our buddy I mean, it was a truck, but you couldn't really use it like a truck. Our buddy Jr. has one of those yes. or had one of those, and he said that. Uh, it wasn't quite what you would think it would be. And no, it, had, it wasn't. had a pretty heavy clutch. And, <laughs> yes. But yeah. you couldn't really haul stuff. You couldn't really pull a lot of things with it because it wasn't designed that way. Yeah, I'm guessing. This yeah. is different because, <laughs> because they're making – it's it's a thicker frame uh, to increase the durability and stability of the truck. It's 8 inches wider compared to the 1500 lineup of Ram. Oh, my God. If those things get any wider, you're going to need a space and a half at Walmart. Yeah. Sure. I'll park on top of something right? else. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Sta- standard 35-inch tires. So this is really wow. built to really go off. Now I'm really like. going to park on top of something else at Walmart. <laughs> Apex Predator for I'll the parking lot. Anything. Apex well, Parker. There's going to be obviously uh, various drive mode stuff uh, that's going to, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, off-road, oh. on-road things. Uh, mini interior options and stuff that will be available. 
arriving in stores by the end of the year, though. Uh-huh. So you can you can start ordering this uh, this coming Tuesday, which and will be hopefully the Tuesday after. What's all this testosterone going to cost me? Well, uh, it starts at uh, a mere seventy one thousand six hundred ninety dollars. Crap! I have to. But sell hey, one. that's including shipping. Oh well, <laughs> gee, nice. bargain. <laughs> wham so, bam! Thank you, ma'am. Here's, As if here's you the didn't thing. know, the steering wheel was an option. Like oh, everything God. coming out in the last few years, there's going to be a limited launch edition of Ooh, the truck. Of Guess how many of those are going to make? I'm Guess how many of limited launch Dude, edition we trucks with 702 this. horsepower they're going to make? Huh? Let me guess. 702. Yeah. Yeah. How, how'd you guess that? Well, it was written on the paper. That helped. <laughs> oh, okay. Right on. Well, I mean, it's going to have like an exclusive color and uh, a uh, center council badge identifying the limited edition TRS. Oh, and you know how much I love those badges. Yeah, well, I don't need no stinking badges. badges. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We that's, don't need no that's stinking That's twice in one badges. show. How did yeah. we get that lucky? Well, you put it on the tee. I'm going to take a swing uh, yeah, at true, it. True, man. True. There you go. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> but that's it. There's your TRX. Holy crap. Uh, any money on how long it takes people to start calling it T-Rex? Uh, it already has because you did it just now. Well, if you slide the seat up, then you can have your short arms. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, how far does it, does it slide That's up That's an apex so predator right there. Yeah. Got to drive yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought we were fully off the rails earlier. <laughs> Jesus. Our special guest this week is John Crayman. I hope he saves us. Director of Company Relations and lead TV commentator and analyst for Mecham Auctions on NBC Sportsnet. John will be here to discuss the upcoming Mecham Kissimmee Auction, the Mecham Gallery, and all the other cool stuff coming from Mecham down the road. All this and much more is coming up on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. We are speaking to John Crayman, Director of Company Relations and Lead TV Commentator and Analyst for Mecham Auctions on NBC Sportsnet about the upcoming Kissimmee, Florida auction, August 27th through the 29th. We're also going to be speaking about some of the other sales on the Mecham calendar, like the Big Dallas sale coming up in October. John is a lifelong car aficionado, muscle car expert, and consignment director for Mecham Auctions, and the commentator for Mecham on NBC Sportsnet, broadcasting over 200 hours of coverage every year, well, except this year. (laughs) 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 Anything that applies to every other year no longer applies to 2020, period. John, welcome back to Driven Radio. Oh, man, always glad to be here, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to see you again, pal. We missed that dinner in Indy that we were all supposed to get together but uh too many people had too many dogs going in too many directions uh we'll we'll try her again later down the road the indianapolis sale was a great return to form for mecham with a 75 percent sell-through rate on 1784 cars netting a total over 63 million dollars nice it was a great sale i was so happy to be back in a at a big auction venue with a big sale and lots of uh uh, featured cars and uh, that Otzbach collection was just amazing. Um, you know the high it was the flying Mustang from the Otzbach collection was the high sale for the sale. Uh, that sixty five GT three fifty R prototype uh, hammered down for three point eight five million dollars. Jiminy, uh, John, what are your thoughts on the sale? And do you think big collect- collector car auctions are back? 
Well, I think that that auction and that particular car really told the world, the collector car world, that not only were large, high-profile collector car auctions still viable during uh, the COVID era, but just probably as importantly, maybe more importantly, is interest and values of collector cars continue to be very strong. Uh, that particular Mustang was a record sale. That's the, the very famous flying Mustang, as you said, driven by now legendary Ken Miles, put to the uh, public spotlight uh, featuring him in the movie Ford versus Rory. A great movie, by the way. I'm hopefully all everybody has seen it. If not, uh, your listeners would highly recommend it. Anyway, uh, we were just so gratified to be able to come out of a, you know, this difficult period. We're really kind of off to a strong year. Six auctions under our belt so far, around 200 million in sales generated. And half of that has been through three auctions that we've actually held during this COVID era. And I guess we've, we've, we've learned and adapted to this new world to be able to have successful auctions. We've, we've shown the world that, yes, it can be done. I think that was beyond question with the Indy sale. Uh, it was huge, and there were thousands of people who turned out, and uh, everybody wore masks, everybody practiced social distancing. It's surprising that you could uh, with that many people, but uh, everything came off without a hitch, and it seemed to go swimmingly. Furthermore, aside from the Otspot collection, there were lots of great cars there stuff that you don't see anywhere else that uh that terrific black ferrari 275 gts with the red interior there were several uh original cobras uh there was a 289 street cobra and a 427 street cobra there was terrific stuff all over that ls6 collection with the two chevelles and the el camino there were great cars to be had so yeah it was it was cool to see uh, another big auction in motion and to see a great turnout. Uh, on that indie sale, how much of a factor was online bidding? Really big. That's uh, the whole entire shift in the way people are purchasing collector cars this year uh, for obvious reasons has led us, Mecham, to really expand and tighten up our hardware and our software to make it easier and faster on both sides for both us on the auction side and also for the buyer side. And we generated about $10 million of sales strictly due to the internet bidding. Now we also have telephone bidding, which has been a big component of Mecham auctions for, for years. Interestingly, that stayed about the same, but the, but the difference that we had in the internet bidding, and I'm going to credit it, to our IT team for being able to put together such an such a efficient package to make it easy and convenient for everybody to to use no hoops to jump through on that one so uh, yeah big part um, whether or not that's going to continue along in the future very very hard to say a lot of people are asking that uh, the trend of of you know more and more people shopping on online the 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 strength and the allure of a Mecham auction. Brett, as, as you know, is the live excitement, seeing the cars, being around them, oh, hearing yeah. the cars, the, the auctioneer patter, hanging out with people. That's what really sort of generates, puts the puts the, the lineup at a very, very high level. Uh, so certainly we're committed to having live auctions indefinitely, but we're also 
willing to adapt and move in this new direction. Should it continue to be a big part of what we do, we're going to embrace it with open arms. Now, Mecham's biggest sale every year is your early January sale in Kissimmee. And you've added a Kissimmee uh, event for August 27th through the 29th. Why Kissimmee in August? Well, as a lot of people probably expect, we've had to cancel, uh, postpone, and delay quite a few of our auctions. So what we did is we took a look around the country. We looked at venues that we were familiar with and locations and had contacts with. And because of the visibility and success of what is the world's largest electric car auction, that is Mecham Kissimmee in January, traditionally over $100 million in sales at that one auction just this year in uh 2020 prior to the notoriety of this virus. Anyway, so we got a hold of them and they had an open date at the end of August and we got together and we talked about it and we thought, you know what, let's go ahead and let's give it a try. So here's what we did. We've got five more auctions remaining on our Mecham schedule for the remainder of 2020. We can go down that in a little bit. But all of these auctions have a similar formula, and that is they're all fitting into a box, three days, a thousand cars, which sounds like a lot, and compared to some other auction companies, it is, but that's relatively small for us. Do these bite-sized auctions, scatter, scatter them around the country in venues that will be useful and suitable for us to be able to take our new rules, the way that we're conducting business now in the COVID era. And the folks at Osceola Heritage Park, our traditional location for Kissimmee January, met with open arms. So we've been looking at and monitoring things down in Florida and kind of following the lead, frankly, from Disney World down there. They are uh, continuing to operate successfully with, uh, with a lot of safety features in place. Uh, we have included doing temperature testing for everybody coming into the facility. That's employees, spectators, bidders, uh, sellers, uh, employees of the venue. Everybody gets that. And if they check okay, they get a wristband. That's good for the whole day. If you don't have a mask, we're giving people masks. They're worn virtually at all times, outdoors, indoors. That includes all of us on the TV crew as wear at all times. Plexiglass surrounding uh, everybody, including office staff, uh, even us in the announce booth, were totally surrounded and encapsulated, and hand sanitizer everywhere. So yeah. we're really, we're really taking this virus very seriously. But yet at the same time, understanding how important it is for people to sort of get on with their lives, and particularly the passion of collector cars, as I had mentioned earlier, it continues to be at a very, very high level, surprising a lot of us. For the health precautions, it's all the same things that were in place for the indie sale that made exactly. it a great success. How many entries do you have for uh, Mecham Kissimmee now? How many cars are you expecting? Yeah, a 1,000 is going to be a very realistic number. We're going to be about between 300 and 350 cars all three days. We've got uh, plenty of coverage. In fact, over 15 hours of coverage scheduled uh, to begin uh, on NBC. So it's the full full-blown TV crew back in full force, just like we were at Indy. Uh, even the production truck, which nobody ever gets a chance to see inside there, 35 uh, workers plus five of us announcers run the TV end of things. And we're also under a separate uh, safety protocol where even in the production trailer, they're isolated with uh, a lot of plexiglass and six foot social distancing as well. So, at, at, you know, as I mentioned, everybody's taking this very seriously. We do not have a cavalier or a casual attitude about what's going on, 
But at the same time, the indie auction proved, that's been a month now, that it, that proved that we can do a large, well-attended event, and with the cooperation of everybody combined with the safety measures, uh, knocking on wood, we, we got that one in the books without a hitch, and we're expecting the same thing down uh, in Kissimmee. Let's talk about some of the stuff that is going to be down at Kissimmee. Uh, there are several collections that are on the docket, uh, the Marty Nelson collection, the Arnie and Ethel Buell collection. Uh, what can you tell us about those? Yeah, a big component to Mecham Auctions uh, over the past couple of years is uh, being able to attract and successfully sell uh, collections. And there's uh, five distinct collections coming to this auction. Three are selling at no reserve. A lot oh, of cool. people have got a lot of different reasons why they decide to sell their cars as a group. But we have learned one, everybody has a different reason, but we've learned one thing. And that is, is anytime that we put a collection out there, it generates a very, very high interest. Uh, Marty's got 14 cars uh, and a huge variety for, you know, street rods, 50s, 60s cars, everything from A to Z. And the Arnie and Ethel collection is nine cars, not anything that would be too far over the top, but all those cars are selling at no reserve. And they're all, all these sellers are very confident that the promotion that we do, that we bring to the table for those groups that sell no reserve in particular, uh, they're not going to go away disappointed. We've proven that. Uh, we know how to get the job done. We know how to promote. We know how to bring the people in. And we're just not having anybody, especially after the success of the, of the indie auction, um, that have concerns about, are people going to show up? Are we going to have a good auction? Will there be buyers there? I think we've established that we know how to do it and we are going to forge ahead in the COVID era. Uh, I would certainly agree with that. Indy just, it blew me away with uh, how well everything worked. Uh, in addition to the collections that you've got coming to Kissimmee, uh, what are the remarkable lots that you've got coming? What are some of the feature cars? Well, there's actually, there's, you know, two cards in particular that, that just pop into my mind. One is uh, Spectacular. Uh, that's a 69 Dodge Daytona. That's the, what we refer to as the Wing Warriors. Those cars always get my attention. They're rare. They're desirable. They have a great history. Of course, those cars uh, were originally intended for use, getting all of the aero tricks they did on the 69 Charger. They put that pointed nose, that big wing in the back, a flush rear window standard power plant was that was the big 440 wedge engine 375 horsepower that's what this one has it's a really cool kind of a blue turquoise color um very excited about that. that's a several hundred thousand dollar car without hesitating but the, the other car i'm really going to be watching and looking forward to is the current darling of the new automotive world a 2020 corvette mm -hmm. one of the new all new mid-engine c8s we did sell one the very first one that mecham sold by the way down at our indianapolis auction that was blade silver i saw brought about car. thirty thousand dollars over the window sticker and we've got a very similar one coming to Kissimmee, selling at no reserve uh, it's a base model car it's a one lt no z51 package uh, blade silver with the red interior it does have uh, the optional red painted calipers and the black wheels uh, with, with about 1,100 miles on that one. The other one that we sold had less than 10 miles on it. So uh, being a really <laughs> wow. big fan of the Mid-Engine C8, I think they've got a winner there. I'm going I'm, I'm to be really anxious to see how much over window sticker an 1,100-mile C8 will fetch on the Mecham auction block. I, I'm sure it will be plenty. Uh, you <laughs> had one other car there that I saw on the website when I was looking earlier this week. That just got me. You guys have a blue 
70 Chevelle SS LS6 ragtop coming to auction? Well, the LS6 from from you know, one year only in the Chevelle 1970 is considered yeah. to be the Titan, sort of the ultimate of the of the first era muscle cars at 450 horsepower. It was the highest horsepower rated performance car that was available during that time period. And you back that up with the convertible body style, making them very rare, very desirable. 250 to $300,000 is typically what we see the LS6 convertibles go for. It's really important to note that these cars, for them to bring that kind of money, they have to be documented as authentic factory built LS6 cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at uh, the data tags and the VINs of the cars, there's no way, unfortunately, to tell whether or not a car is authentic or if it was you know, built out of a regular Chevelle or, or a regular Chevelle SS lower horsepower 454, even an SS 396. So anyway, the point is, is this is a fully documented, authenticated car that's an ironclad real deal LS6 convertible. And that's the, yeah, that's one of the heavy hitters in the muscle world coming to what we're calling it, Kissimmee, we're nice. calling it our summer special, kind of a catchy name, but uh, it definitely works. So Along with all the special cars you've got coming to Kissimmee, you've also got the Meekum Gallery Exposition Sale that's going on. And talk to us for a little bit about that, because there were some extraordinary cars in the uh, in that gallery. Yeah, and that's something that we've started to do within the past couple of years. And it's basically a program that we have to offer cars for sale at a Meekum auction that are not going to cross the auction block. Uh, We've got three of those cars coming down to the Kissimmee Summer Special. Uh, One's a gorgeous restored 1955 Bentley, very stately car. But the two cars that I'm really cranked up about are two very unusual pilot cars. These are pre-production cars that would have been uh, typically uh, destroyed after the the, uh, pilot use prior to the first production run, and that's a pair of desirable Mopars. They're both V-code cars. That's the uh, 440 uh, six-pack cars, which are 390 horsepower. One is a Cuda, and one is a Challenger, and they're both convertibles. So a couple of really neat cars that are essentially being being hand-sold, private private sales, so to speak, and it's uh, something we're probably going to continue into the future, but... Uh, is not going to be replacing our live auctions. We handle about 20,000 entries annually, and probably somewhere around 20 or 30 of those will will uh, be sold via the gallery. So just a small part of what we do, but and it, and, and, an important element for sure. If you're on the Meekum uh, website, folks, and you don't take a chance to look at this gallery, you are missing out. They have some of the coolest stuff in that gallery exposition. Uh, Meekum's got another big sale coming up in in October in Dallas, and you say you've got five more auctions in 2020. Uh, Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, what's lined up for Dallas and what the other uh, venues will be? Dallas is shaping up really good. That will be uh, in uh, August, or I'm sorry, in, in October, which which leaves us with something that we've never done before, and that's having a September open. But we are we're making up for that. The uh, 
Dallas date is October 15th through the 17th. And then a couple weeks later, we'll be back at Indianapolis for our fall special for the same reasons we're going back to Kissimmee. Uh, And then uh, Las Vegas in November, mid-November, and then finishing out the calendar year 2020 with our Houston auction. And that's December 3rd through the 5th. All these auctions will be televised on NBCSN. And once again, all will fit that same formula of a three-day 1,000 car auction. And there's already some terrific entries coming to the Dallas auction that are consigned, especially for the Ford fans out there and Bronco fans. (laughs) Uh, And I'm one of those. So let's talk. (laughs) Let's talk about those real quick. The success of the Otzbach Shelby collection at our indie auction, and for those that aren't familiar with that, uh, just go to Meekum.com and take a look at the results. Uh, you need to join my Meekum to be able to get on the backside of uh, the Meekum website. But it's free and it's easy to do. It just requires your email address, and you can take a look at what was regarded as the best Shelby collection in the world uh, sold in its entirety. Uh, for record sale prices. So what's happened is, is we're starting to get more really high-end Shelby's. In fact, we've got three coming to Dallas in October, three 1967 GT500s. I mean, to have one would be cool. Keep in mind, that was the first big block, the true super performance Shelby Mustang, uh, adopting the 428 coming out of the small blocks that were available uh, for the first two years, 65 and 66. So that's going to be cool to see. And uh, one of those uh, Bill Strope Broncos, those special edition Broncos, got one of those coming. They typically bring north of $100,000, oh, yeah. a 1975 version. Uh, and just you know tying in with the popularity of that first run of Broncos, that first gen, the 66 through 77s. And, of course, all the excitement now being generated from the very recent release of the new Bronco, which I think they've, I, I think they've nailed the retro vibe. I mean, you can definitely see the significance uh, of the, the family history of the of the first run of the Broncos from the 1960s through the 1970s with the brand new one, and I think they're both going to be working together to keep Broncos really high on collectors' radar screens, whether it's a new one or, or an old one. That is hot property right now. I agreed. Absolutely agreed. We've been speaking with John Kramen, Director of Company Relations and Lead TV Commentator and Analyst for Meekum Auctions on NBCSN. All of John's and all of the Meekum social media and website links can be found on readthedriven.com. John, thanks so much for being with us again. I look forward to seeing you at a sale real soon, and good luck in Kissimmee. Well, we appreciate the interest, and we'd like to invite everybody to come out. It's not just about all buyers and sellers. Spectators welcome as well. And uh, we'd just like to tell everybody, have uh, be stay safe, but have fun with your old cars. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. And that's true. We would not be able to do this without it. Uh, everybody who's listening, we thank you very much for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, uh, yep. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And everywhere your fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. That's me. And Catfish Groves. Woo! Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. 